Hello everyone, welcome to day 7, the final day of your trial of Parapal. Um, I genuinely hope you've taken a lot from this. Even if you haven't lost a lot of weight this week, you know, you're going to lose one pound of fat, so you might have lost three pounds in total, you might have lost no pounds. What you need to uh, get into the head is that if you have been hitting your calorie target and your protein over the week, um, you have most likely lost about a pound of fat, even if the scales don't show so. But if you feel good, if you feel like this is kind of a lifestyle you want to follow, then please do remember that tomorrow your yearly subscription, if that's what you picked, will be charged automatically. So forty nine ninety nine, very cheap, you know, it's like less than a pound a week or something like that. Um, but if you don't want to carry on, make sure to cancel it in the Apple App Store, right? So without further ado, let's look into reasons why you're not losing weight, myths edition. So this is what people will say to you as reasons you're not losing weight, which are myths popularized by some authors and stuff like that. So um, insulin is a big one. So the idea that insulin was the cause of obesity could uh, or could prevent weight loss can be traced back to Gary Taubes, Taubes right? who after five years of dedicated research, he says, drew pretty much a stupid conclusion that people believe to this day that insulin levels, ra- rather than calorie, energy intake, caused obesity, right? The idea here is that if your insulin is high and causes obesity, well, if you just lower your insulin, it'll cause fat loss and prevent obesity. So the logic is if you just stop eating carbs, which stimulate insulin, uh, an insulin spike, this will lower your insulin and then obesity is solved, right? But it's stupid. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? Modulating insulin levels from the low to high range just doesn't impact on much. There's also the fact that protein raises insulin just fine, and we know it doesn't cause weight gain, right? And factually, fat can store itself without raising insulin, okay? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you read it out, it, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe that. So if insulin is a storage hormone, as they say, if I reduce the storage hormone, then it won't gain fat. But you can consume more energy than your body needs, right? And no matter what the storage hormone of insulin is up and down, up and down, that energy is going to be stored as fat regardless. It's not about how many times your insulin level is spiked or how high it spikes. It's about how much energy is going into the system. And if that energy is being used and everything functions and it's got enough, so say now your body, you don't have to use calories, you can think of a car. Um, or you can think of any kind of system where if you put too much energy into it that it doesn't need, it'll need it'll want to store it. If it's an efficient machine, it'll want to store the oversupply of energy because it might need it another time, right? It doesn't. It doesn't come down to just insulin. If that was the case, and it was just insulin that could store, then people who are on low calorie carb uh, cal diets over the years would be buggered because they would have no way to store anything and they would they would die, right? So. And this guy, Gary Tobes, has sold a book on Amazon, you know, thousands and thousands of reviews. And, you know, he says that no evidence will change his mind about this. So he's just a scientific writer. He's been debunked by the proper experts in the nutrition field, people like Alan Aragon um, in debates. And you can watch it on YouTube. And if you want to delve into it more, then do so. But, you know, trust the people that have actually been in in the trenches who have coached people who have been in 30, 40 years who know their stuff, uh, like Alan Aragon over uh, scientific writer Gary Tobes. I think it's Tobes or something. Okay, so on that, following the insulin model, people then think, well, eating carbohydrates must cause fat. 
or the reason you're not losing weight is because you're eating too many carbs. So since carbs raise insulin, that's the logic. Eating like carbs either causes weight gain or prevents weight loss. Again, it's not true. In a calorie-controlled situation, like I said in over the, the podcast, high and low-carb diets cause the same weight loss, right? Same fat loss. Body fat drops rapidly when you drop carbs because of the loss of water. It's got nothing to do with the fat. So if your calories and protein are the same, it doesn't matter if you've got a high-carb diet or a low-carb diet. Fat loss will be the same, okay? So there's no need to eliminate the carbohydrates. Carbs give us energy. Change the name carbs to mean energy. Do you want to consume energy, the body's preferred source of energy? Yes, I do. Do you want to eat fruit, which has got a lot of a lot of carbs, a lot of micronutrients, tasty, amazing, great. Let's consume potatoes and rice. Let's have that energy in our diet. You know, we don't want to be we don't be walking on like zombies just to lose fat. Silly. The next step is sugar, an extension of carbs because sugar is simple carbs. People think that sugar is a devil, okay? Um, and it usually stems back to insulin. Sugar spikes insulin. Insulin is bad. Spiking insulin is bad, okay? And it's going to cause you to gain weight, right? So you need to look at like the glycemic index, which is based on this. And like a lot of people think that's everything. Again, it's not really that useful. Um, there's nothing evil about sugar. Um, a few years ago, um, there was a study done by... Um, what was his name again? Um, oh God, his name is completely blank in mind. Anyway, he did a study and he ate like sugary sweets every three hours, but he put himself into a calorie deficit. Yeah. And after 10 weeks, he lost like 27 pounds. But people were like, yeah, you've lost 27 pounds. You've proven that it's about energy for fat loss. You went into an energy deficit, calorie deficit. You ate just sugary snacks for every three hours, you're spiking your insulin every three hours, like just, and you, and you lost 27 pounds. They're like, yeah, but your, um, your health markers must be worse. What it turned out to be, his health markers actually improved in all aspects, right? His bad cholesterol went down, his good cholesterol went up, his uh, BMI went down, everything improved. And the end conclusion of that is he was overweight and then he lost weight and became into like the medium ground, right? He wasn't no longer considered overweight. It's more important to look at that and say, well, being overweight is causing some health issues. If I reduce my weight, a lot of the health benefits come from weight reduction. Five or 10% weight reduction gives you a boost in health benefits for the body, right? And that can be achieved with a really poor quality diet and still improve those health markers. Now, he doesn't recommend eating sugary snacks every three hours. It was an experiment he did himself. But... The, the, what to take away from that is you don't need a perfect diet as long as you're controlling energy and you're eating enough protein and you're having a mix of foods like I spoke about a few days ago on the podcast that's where you need to be guys you don't need to be eating like an athlete you don't need to be eating like this there's no need to be overcomplicating this stuff you're not a perfect machine you're not an Olympic athlete you don't need to be thinking about eating perfect foods this doesn't exist so as long as you're eating foods you like, as long as you can maintain what you're doing, as long as you're enjoying the process, as long as you understand it's about energy, total energy, and then protein, that's the main factors, that's why the app is optimized for this, happy days. Some people have gone so far, they've eaten sugar every three hours and still lost weight and improved the health markers, right? But we're not recommending this. That's just an extreme example to show that it's possible to be 100% sugary and quote-unquote bad. Why don't we meet in the middle, 50 or 50-50 or 60-40? You hear in the fitness industry, eat 80% clean, as they say, and 20% dirty or whatever. 
there's no percentage for me. Like some days it could be 50-50. Some days it could be 30% of my, food, my, my intake is like from a nutritious meal and the rest is not. It depends on what's happened that day or that week, how stressed I am. If I want to use food sometimes to relieve some stress, I might use that. If I'm eating out, if I'm in social, if I'm holiday, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's up and down. Don't try and put yourself in a box here by saying, well, I can't eat sugar. I have to eat low carb because of the insulin thing. And this and that, and before you know it, you've only got four foods that I can eat, right? And then you, you you hate the entire process of fat loss and getting healthy and fit. You hate it because it's so, it deprives you of everything you enjoy in your life, food and social and the emotional side of You deprive yourself of all this and then you hate health and fitness in general. Let's flip it on his head. If we're going to lose fat, we need to get in a deficit. We need to make sure we maintain muscle mass by eating enough protein. Whatever food you eat, it's up to you. You can pick from the recipes. You can, you know, get an extra meal plan if you want to get help, but that's fine. From there, enjoy getting fitter and stronger. Enjoy the process of slowly improving over time whilst enjoying your life. Another one, people think certain foods are bad. Certain foods cause weight loss or fat gain, whatever. That's not true. It's all about energy. Some foods are obviously high in calories, which you need to be thinking about. Should I have this tub of Ben & Jerry's, which is 1,000 calories, or should I have, you know, the a meal that's 450 calories that's going to fill me up and it's going to be better for me than a tub of bed? Yes. Sometimes you pick the Ben & Jerry's. It's a Saturday night. You've had a tough week. You know, you've got 1,000-odd calories left. And you think, Do you know what? I'm going to use this allowance up for the Ben & Jerry's tub. Why not? And it's not a cheat meal. Don't use those terms. It's not like this and that. It's simply I've decided to use my allowance for something that's dense in calories versus not. And less nutritious. That's fine. But you make these decisions... Um, hopefully logically, right? Another myth, starvation mode. There is no such thing as starvation mode. If you look at pictures of people in Auschwitz and stuff like that, they are literally skin and bones. So people are like, if you miss breakfast, you go starvation mode. It's not true. Um, it's just nonsense, right? There's no need to go down that route. Um, and if you don't eat every three hours, you go into starvation mode. If you don't eat this, you don't need to go into starvation mode, blah, blah, blah. It's just absolutely nonsense. Just ignore it. Look at pictures of people in concentration camps and stuff. It just tells you what you need to know. The next one for me is like, oh, actually, if there's no starvation mode, there's actually metabolic damage. Now, this is nonsense as well. You don't damage your metabolism. You basically, your metabolism adapts, okay? So if you are in a deficit, your body, your, your energy expenditure, your body might start saying, or oh, in a deficit here, so maybe we need to reduce our activity. So maybe I'll subconsciously move a bit less. Maybe I won't be as energetic. Maybe I'll, um, what's the word? Not twitch, fidget less and stuff like this. So yes, you might drop your energy expenditure subconsciously by a few hundred calories as you're, trying to lo- you're losing weight because the body essentially doesn't really want to be in a deficit, right? Because it's, 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 it's like, it needs the energy. It doesn't want to be going to find it. It wants to just have it. It's easy, right? So you, you, you will adapt. And I think the biggest adapt, um, adaptation they've seen is like 19%. So say now the calculations come out and say your total daily energy expenditure, which is the same as saying your maintenance, which is the same as saying your metabolic rate, right? Your total metabolic rate, the total energy you burn from all of the functions of the metabolism, right? Say it's 2,500, but you've dieted for 16 weeks and then they redo the calculation on you. And then they say, okay, so your maintenance now because you've lost weight, so there's less weight to move about because 2,200 calories. That's what we estimate. But what we actually see is the U is maybe 2,000 or 1,009. 
And then you go, oh, look, there's metabolic damage. No, no, it's just metabolic adaption. As soon as you go back to maintenance, as soon as you go back and eating, not in a deficit, but eating what your body needs per day, as soon as you do that for about four to six weeks, your metabolic adaption will disappear and you go back in line with what is meant to happen. So they did this in studies of natural bodybuilders. These natural bodybuilding men over 16 weeks went on a diet, um, obviously got really, really lean, you know, in a sense, you could say dangerously lean um, to live in. You couldn't do it for a long period of time. And what happened was their, yeah, their testosterone levels went from being normal to being like an 80-year-old man. Their testosterone levels plummeted. You know, everything went down. But after four weeks back at eating at maintenance, their testosterone levels boosted back up to baseline. So you can say the body adapts, it downregulates as we lose in weight because it doesn't want to be there. It's trying to preserve itself. That's not the same as starvation mode. It's not damage. It's just an adaptation. It's flexible and it will come back as soon as you go back to baseline and maintenance. And that's why on this fat loss journey with Parapal, when you do reach your fat loss goal or where you want to be weight-wise, it's manageable, we have go into a maintenance mode, which will be in the app soon. But you'll go to maintenance mode, which is just as important where you maintain this new body weight, find your new balance, and actually then looking at, okay, where do we go from here? Should we increase my steps? I'm, I'm, I'm maybe struggling with my maintenance of 2003. It's like, okay, well, maybe if we have a bit more of an active lifestyle, it gives you a bit more access for food, and we'll work it out, and we'll find this new baseline for you where you can maintain your new weight loss, which people think, well, I lose weight, job done. Losing the weight is just part of the process. Maintaining it is just as important, if not the most important aspect that's not looked at. So that's why fat loss is this fat loss specialist. It does help you lose fat. It'll also help you keep it off. But first of all, let's go and lose fat in a slow and steady way without losing muscle mass, without pulling the enjoyment out of life, without sucking all the nice foods out of our life, without feeling miserable day to day. Let's do it with a smile on our face, smooth, Slow and smooth, which means we're going to actually get to our goal quicker. Because if you think about it, you've always been trying to lose weight and it's not worked. So you've been doing this for years and years and years. It doesn't work the way you've always tried. Use the app. You know, if you can barcode scan and create meals, do it. If you can search for the verified food database for what you've had, do it. If you don't know exactly what you're eating and you're eating out for a brunch or a lunch or whatever, just type it in or voice note. There's many ways. There's ways you can track. You can go and do it. Like the old traditional apps, you can scan foods like MyFitnessPal, you can search it like MyFitnessPal, you can create custom food like MyFitnessPal, you can create recipes like MyFitnessPal. You can do the old way, but you've got a super tool now that means where most people fall off the wagon when they're eating out, or they just can't be bothered to tap, 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 they just want to type in or talk, you've now got that ability as well. And overall, over time, this is the most accurate way to track it's going to be super easy. It's like talking to a friend and you can see it that way. So if this is something you think resonates with you, obviously carry on, take the yearly membership out, give it a year, give the podcast a date, you know, every day for a year. We'll do some other stuff as well, like Zooms and speak to our experts, different fields. So if this is up your street, I welcome you to Parapal and when you do sign up, we'll go and do some group chats as well to make sure I know where your goals are and help you on a more one-to-one -one basis. Um, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this, I hope to see you in the Power of Power community. And if you don't want to carry on, I hope you have learned something. 
uh, from the seven-day trial and enjoyed your time with us. But without further ado, I am going to conclude this seven-day trial with a massive thank you, and I'll see you all soon, guys.